Hello everyone and welcome back to the show. This is Eric B. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate everyone's support. Getting good feedback. Thank you all for that. Before I continue, remember please, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, subscribe, like it, rate it, share it. And more than anything, I'd love some more feedback from everyone. Things you like, things you dislike, things you would like to hear or learn about. I'm always happy to to do what you all would like to to teach whatever you all would like to learn. I'm uh, I'm happy to teach it. So, anyway, since I can't get my words right, let me just go right into the show. The this recording is from a presentation I gave at a company who is actually having an in-house transformation challenge. So, I went to hopefully teach them a few things. They had some pretty good questions. Uh, I apologize if the sound quality isn't the best every now and then. But uh, but yeah, hopefully you all learned something good. This was a really, I think this was a really productive presentation. The, the people seemed hyped and excited to, to learn a few things. So enjoy. I hope you learned something. Share this. Tell your friends. Tell your family. And I'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Much love to you. Started. Um, first off, thank you guys for coming. I'm actually really excited for you to hear from Eric. He's guided me through oh so many things, and so to be able to share that knowledge with you is exciting for me. Um, but before he gets going, I just want to share just a couple of quick things. One is um, we are filming this for a couple of people that couldn't be here, so if you if you want it. Let me know and I can send it out to you. Um, I know you saw the email, most of you, but <clears throat> boot camp classes will start Monday. I know some people thought it started today or this week. It'll be it'll be Monday the 13th. Um, habit trackers. I know they're up in the kitchen. I saw some lunches. They looked really good today. I was pretty pumped. Rumor has it there was some candy around. I don't know. Someone like this. Someone. Oh, it was. I knew it was rough. <laughs> okay, so. I never got it all. A tracker. Candy in my office is for strictly guests. Oh, I, I don't even eat them. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. I have yeah. Candy, but I don't so Sylvia, Ross, Marco, that's not here. I expect it. So if you didn't, um, Maria, I'll, I'll drop one off for you. If you didn't get one, I have it here. Uh, let me know, and I'll, I have a couple over here that you can fill out, and we can talk about it after dinner uh, in terms of what's included on it. Um, and then lastly, based on what Eric talks about, I'm going to do kind of like a tips and tricks sheet that's just like a one-pager. Um, so that way, I know you guys are taking notes, but there's, you know, little tips and tricks of how to just follow good guidelines in terms of when you go shopping, um, what you buy, what you don't buy, just quick little things like that. So we'll be able to share that with you. It'll, I think it'll ease the process when you're starting to put things in your app and eat properly and all of that. Um, yeah, without further ado, awesome. this is Eric Castillo. Thank you, thank you, thanks, Stacy. Yeah. Thank you all for being here. Uh, my name is Eric Castillo, as Stacy said. Um, just a little bit about myself. I'm a registered dietitian. So if I spit at anybody, I'm sorry. It's uh, I just when I talk, I spit sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> I spit bubbles too. So um, 
That's not Thanks dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good thing everybody's <laughs> far away. <laughs> I'm like, um, so I'm a registered dietitian. I'm sorry. So I am a registered dietitian, uh, born and raised in Miami, Florida. Um, I also have certifications in as a strength coach in sports nutrition, in personal training as well, uh, and I've had the opportunity to work with many different patients and client uh, populations, from cancer patients to diabetics to eating disorders, athletes, professional athletes, NFL, WNBA, triathletes, CrossFit athletes, and yeah, everybody from age eight to 88. I've, uh, I've seen it all. A lot of weight loss stuff, some weight gain things, uh, a lot of people just really wanting to optimize what they're doing. Uh, and some of what I do involves looking at blood work to be able to optimize, uh, looking at body composition, so muscle mass and body fat. Um, and then of course, having a very scientific approach, which is what I like to preach. Um, you won't really hear me be dogmatic about nutrition, meaning uh, a lot of people are very anti-carbohydrate, right? Who's heard carbs are bad, carbs make you store fat, right? I think we've all at one point heard that carbs are bad for us. Um, so you'll never hear me talk about those kinds of things. Um, before we got started, a couple of folks were talking about how you gotta be able to eat things that you like and they couldn't be more right. Uh, there has to be some type of balance as far as your nutrition is concerned. Um, also with exercise, ideally you'd be doing some kind of exercise that you enjoy. Uh, not all of us grew up playing sports, so for some people that discovery process is a little bit harder, but I think it's important to, to know what you like and what you don't like. Self-awareness is something that I, I tend to preach a lot about. Um, there were some questions given to me beforehand and I'm, I'm going to answer those at one point. I just want to talk about a few things to try to help you all as best as I can. But if you do have questions during the presentation, don't hesitate to interrupt. Throw your hand out, shout, whistle, give me an oye, whatever, whatever works for you all. Um, I speak Spanish if anybody needs anything like translated also. So don't, don't be shy. We're all friends, right? Sure. Right? Cool. Is everybody awake at this time? Yes. Ready to go home? Ish? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll try not to keep you guys too, too long. Um, the first thing I want to talk about was just general nutrition and why it's important. I wanted to ask you all, why is nutrition important to you or what does it even mean to you? Anyone can answer. Health. Health? So you correlate nutrition and health, okay? Fuel, okay. There's no really wrong or right answer. I just like to hear feedback from you. I'm gonna be asking you guys questions too, so don't be shy. Just overall feeling, how you feel. I mean, how you feel overall, like like energy levels. Yeah, energy levels. Like you said, fuel. I mean, I mean, you feel it when you're eating right and when you're not. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Who's ever noticed that before? When you eat well, optimally you feel different. And when you eat like garbage, you feel like garbage, right? You know, yeah. And that's, it's funny that you say that because I like to tell people nutrition is kind of like uh, from the inside out. So obviously you eat food, it breaks down into particles, different molecules and whatnot to their simplest form to be digested and then absorbed. Uh, but then that energy that's in the food 
it affects us at a cellular level. So we all have cells running through our body. We have blood flowing through our veins and our arteries and all of that. What we're eating is directly impacting that. Now, some of us already know that, some of us might not, but if that isn't enough to make you want to eat better and do better for yourself, you kind of have to take a step back and say, whoa, like, what am I doing here, right? Which brings me to my next point. Why? Well, and yes, I'm gonna get to subconscious eating. I will. But why are we all here? For health, feel better. What else? Change lifestyle. Anything else? Skinny jeans. Okay. Yeah. Live longer. Got it. Now, how many people really, really believe that? And you're not here just because there's like a transformation challenge. So you really believe it. You really believe it. I mean, everyone should have their hand up right now if you really firmly believe this, right? Because our why for doing something is the strongest driving force for whatever it is that we're doing. Have you ever worked somewhere that you don't like where you're working? Right? I, I think everyone has done some kind of a job that they don't like. But we would still go to... No, I'm not, I'm not talking about now. Right now, everyone is in a good place, right? This is a good place. This is a good place. I'm not going to ask your opinions for working here, right? But we've all, I think it's safe to say, we've all done some kind of work that we didn't like. But we still went, right? We went to work every single day, probably worked with people we didn't like. And why? Who can answer that? Because you have to do it. Why? Do you really have to? Yeah. To live. <laughs> To pay the bills. True. True or false? We had to go to the job that we hated. True. True. False. False. You make a choice. We didn't have to do that work that we absolutely hated. Just like we don't have to eat better. But if we had to pick one or the other, what what outweighs everything? Typically, our desire for finances. Because without the finances, we can't pay the bills, right? We get sick, we gotta pay hospital bills. But what if we could prevent getting sick? What if we could take better care of ourselves? What if we could actually tie our shoes without getting tired, or actually just tie our shoes? This is the stuff that we don't really think about, right? So now, coming back to why do we do this, right? If you're sick and tired of feeling sick and tired, why don't you do something about it? Easier said than done. True or false? True. Right? We've all wanted to either lose weight or look better or run faster or jump higher, right? Because it's not always about weight, it's about performance. Well, why don't you do what's right about your performance? We're brought up a particular way. Who's Hispanic in here? Right? Who's not Hispanic? I think we could all say, whether you're Hispanic or not, that we probably grew up hearing the same thing in our household which was eat everything on your plate. Who didn't hear eat everything on your plate growing up? One person, right, out of all of us. So now you hear that when you're five, seven, 11, and then you're 25, 35, 45, 55, and what are you doing? Cleaning your plate. You're cleaning your plate, you might be the garbage disposal, so you eat the kid's plate, and your wife or your husband's plate, and 
oh, but I walked for 10 minutes today, so I deserve this exercise. No, that's not a valid reason to eat everything. So imagine, now I'm getting a little bit away from the nutrition to talk about psychology, to make you all think, to think a little bit more the next time that you're going to finish everything that's on your plate or you go to, what's that place called? Uh, that they serve a lot of food? Cheesecake Factory. You go to Cheesecake Factory and before you eat everything that's in front of you, remember, be like, damn, you know what? Eric made a good point about growing up, I had to eat everything on my plate. So now we're conditioned from the time that we're this big to clean our plate. And what happens when you finish everything on your plate? Dessert. <laughs> Boom. So you're conditioned to overeat and get rewarded for it, right? So now, how we treat our dogs, giving them a treat, we give ourselves a treat. I deserve this. Why? Because I finished my plate. <laughs> That's exactly it. And it's every single day. Because why? There's always room for dessert. True or false? No matter what. And now, I'm not going to hate. I'm like the Oreo advocate. Stacy can definitely tell you all that. We've had many Oreo shakes together. Right? Yeah. You know? Once you, once you start with it, it's tough. It's tough. Um, every now and then. Every now and then. <laughs> it's important to have balance, right? So now, kind of bringing everything back, I want you all to think about why you're really doing this. And I've had people tell me, the first day I met them, sitting down, one-on-one. -on -one. Why are you doing this? 350-pound dude, six-foot-one. How old is he? He must have been 40 at the time. Starts crying right in front of me. And is like, I have a four-year-old son. I want to be able to get down on the floor with him, play around with him. And I'm like, cool. That is the reason to do it. So I started helping him out. And... In about a year's time, he lost 120 pounds. He got down to 230. Um, he did zero exercise. Fast forward to a couple of years later, he's up to 290. Uh, we're not working together. After that year and a half-ish time, he kind of started to like not come in, not answer the phone calls, like started fading away. Um, but there wasn't permanent change to his habits. Why? Part of it was my fault as his coach as the person coaching him through all of this. I didn't focus enough on his habits. And that's a problem. Why? Because if you don't change your habits, you're going to go right back to doing whatever it was that you were doing before. You ever seen before and after pictures? Yeah? Has everybody seen a before and after picture? They never show the after after picture. Right? The before picture, kind of big. The after picture, you're a little bit slim. The after after picture, you're bigger than the before. And that's a very common thing that happens. So I get very frustrated with the weight loss industry because it's a billion dollar industry, but they're just creating repeat business. Lose weight fast, great, I got results. Seven months later, bam, I'm back at square one. Or I'm back at square one plus five pounds. So square 0.5, whatever I mean. You know? So it's not habits. It's just like here's the answer. And that was the part of the problem that I had with the gentleman that I was helping him out. I didn't focus enough on his habits. And he was doing great. For lunch, salmon and asparagus and whatever. And they would go out to eat at a restaurant, not a problem. But we didn't focus enough on his habits. And he started going back to his old ways. And this was a guy that was sitting in front of me 
who cried, and I almost started crying. Avengers Endgame made me cry a little bit more than, than talking with him, but, um, but no, no, seriously, because uh, we were talking about the movie before. Um, yeah, the guy started crying, and that's a strong, who has children in here? Or a dog, I mean, whatever. Dogs are like your pup children, right? I know it's not the same for those that have children, it's not an insult. But I have a dog and I love him. Um, that's a strong enough reason to make you change. You have a child. You want longevity. To be as well as you can for as long as you can. And he was still going backwards. A year and a half or whatever after. So if he could lose that much weight, awesome. But if he can keep it off, awesome. Even better. Um, so I'm going to turn this a little bit more to the nutrition side of things uh, to help understand nutrients. So who is familiar with the term macros? Your macronutrients. Quite a few of us, right? The app that everyone has or, or is going to get, uh, it allows you to see and track your, your macros. Now, what's the importance with macros? Macros, it's now it's a very popular thing, right, to help you understand your nutrients. Macronutrients come from protein, carbohydrate, and fat. Who can name a carbohydrate source? Bread. Bread. Potatoes. Pasta. What else? Rice. Rice. Come on. What about Fruit. Fruit. Okay. What else? Sugar. Sugar. Okay. Say it again. Yuca, frijoles, yeah. Although beans, they're well, fiber is a carb, so but they're also protein, right? But nobody said a vegetable. Those are carbs. Nobody says broccoli or spinach or asparagus or cauliflower or zucchini or spaghetti squash. Those are all carbs. We just associate carbs as being bad, right? Because we've all heard at some point that carbs are bad. Especially now with the ketogenic diet. Oh my God, keto is the best thing ever. Not really. Balance. So, carbohydrates. That's one macronutrient. Vegetables just tend to be lower in calories and more dense as far as like fiber is concerned. Uh, fat. Who can name some fat sources? Peanut butter. Avocado. Boom, yes, all of that. Butter, all that, all that, that's all fat, right? And then you have protein, who can name a protein source? We said beans earlier, right? That's a carb and protein. Uh, what else? Chicken, turkey, beef, steak, egg, fish, what? Powder, yeah, protein powder. I honestly love protein powder. It's very practical. It's portable nutrition. If you like how it tastes, then why the heck not drink it, you know? Assuming it's not bad for you, right? Which they're generally not. Um, so those are your three macronutrients. Now from all of that, you get calories. Now each macronutrient, it, it brings a different amount of calories with it. So for every one gram of carbohydrate, you get four calories, right? So if you have something that is 10 grams of carbohydrates, it's going to be 40 calories coming from carbohydrates. Same thing with protein. For every one gram of protein, you get four calories. 
Who likes alcohol? Wine, vodka, rum, whatever. Cool. So, beer, all of that. Now, alcohol, for every one gram of alcohol, you get seven calories. Okay? Not to mention the metabolic effects that alcohol could also have, as far as storing certain things as fat a little bit easier. <coughs> and then you have fat. Very important to keep this in mind. Eating fat doesn't make you fat. Okay? So just because something is low fat doesn't mean that it's necessarily good for you. Okay? Eating too many calories is what makes us fat. And I'm going to touch on that a little bit after this. For every one gram of fat, you get nine calories. So it's the most dense macronutrient. Does this all make sense? Does anyone have any questions so far? No? Okay. Now, understanding that carbs aren't the enemy, fat isn't the enemy, fruit isn't the enemy, and protein isn't the enemy. It's overall calories. Alcohol is not the enemy. You know, sometimes we just tend to overdo But really, it, overall, the poison's in the dosage. I'll joke around about Oreos and pizza or brownies and like the quote unquote bad foods, but we have to get out of the mindset that there are foods that are inherently bad for us. Who's taken Advil before? It's a drug, right? The medication, over the counter, non-steroidal, anti-inflammatory, ibuprofen. No, but what happens if you drink an entire bottle in one sitting of Advil? And maybe die, or you have to get your stomach pumped or whatever. So you take two of them, probably helps whatever you're trying to take it for, right? What happens if you eat one over It's delicious, yeah. But, but that's it, you get what, 50 calories for one Oreo? The problem is, like five zero, yeah. Yeah, ish. So now, this brings me to my next point, right? Who only eats one Oreo? Be honest, if you lie, God is gonna strike you dead right now. Who only eats one Oreo? Right? Now, who can, who can, this is a very important question, who can only eat one Oreo? Raise your hand. I better see everybody's hand, because if not, come on, give yourself some credit. You're capable of doing it. You've gone to a job that you hated every single day. Is it not a good choice? <laughs> no, 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 listen. Whichever is your favorite one. Whichever is your favorite. Whichever is your favorite. If it's up to me, it's the regular Oreos. Because you see double stuff and the birthday cake. That's too much. No way. That's too much stuff. You just give me regular. If I want a double stuff, I'll just put two of them in there. How's that? But the idea is, yes, we can control what we're consuming. We just think that, well, you know, it's Oreos. We, sometimes we have the effort mentality. I'm not going to curse, right? I don't respect everybody. But we have one Oreo, and we say, effort. I had one. I'm going to have more. No. For what? Then your purpose for taking care of your nutrition isn't strong enough. Now, as a caveat to that, every now and then having four or five Oreos is not going to kill you. But if you make that a regular, that's a problem. So again, the poison's in the dosage. Fat doesn't make you fat. Carbs don't make you fat. Protein doesn't make you fat. The vitamin that you're taking doesn't make you fat. Menopause doesn't make you fat. PCOS doesn't make you fat. Oh, yes, Your cortisol doesn't make you fat. <laughs> no. 
the problem there with hormones is that they have an impact on potential metabolic function. So all we have to do is alter your caloric intake. You're just eating too much for your current state. Hypothyroid doesn't make you fat. It can slow down your metabolic rate, but you see an endocrinologist, you get it taken care of, you're on your medication, whatever. And it's just about a matter of making an accommodation to your overall nutrient needs. That's it. Menopause. Menopause, I know I've worked with many, many women and over the age of 50, 55. And yeah, once they hit menopause, they're like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever, whatever. <clears throat> but who really, when you're a kid, what, do you, what are your concerns as a child? Playing, right? You just like gotta be outside, accept the drama that you make, and oh my god, this happened at school. But you're just you're active. And then as you get older, what do you do? You're not as active. And as you get older, what do you do? You don't change how you eat. Remember, you're still finishing everything on your plate and then treating yourself afterwards with dessert. And you're still eating large portions. And you become less active. Have you heard that saying a rolling stone gathers no moss? Right? A rolling stone gathers no moss means, you guys know what moss is? Yeah. Stuff that grows. So a rolling stone doesn't gather any moss. You don't stop moving, you're not going to have to worry about bad things. So the idea is to never become sedentary. And if you are sedentary, break that habit. I'll challenge everyone in here if you're not doing anything already as it is as far as physical activity, walk for 10 minutes every single day. If you look me dead in the eye and tell me you don't have 10 minutes to go for a walk, you're a liar. Because you probably take longer poops than 10 minutes. Because you're scrolling through Instagram. <clears throat> and then your legs fall asleep and whatever. I say this out of first hand experience. <laughs> oh, no, wash your hands? Always wash your hands, right? <clears throat> but seriously, walk for 10 minutes. You guys have this beautiful office pace around in here. Go up and down the stairs for whatever 10 minutes is. I don't know how many flights that's gonna be. Just something for 10 minutes. Or do it at home before you come into the office or after you leave the office. You're gonna find that once you start on those 10 minutes, you're gonna be like, I could do another 10. I could do another 20. Or you're gonna say, ah, Eric said 10, that's it, my 10 is up. But at least you did 10 minutes. You did something besides make an excuse, right? Now you're actually telling your subconscious, not trying to get too psychological, your subconscious, damn, you know what, I can do this. I can get up and walk. I can eat the broccoli, right? <coughs> I'm sorry? No. Not all, not all, well, hey, that's perfectly fine. But you'd be surprised at what you can surprise yourself with. So any questions so far about the nutrients? So eating too many calories is what makes us store fat, right? So it's a goal for us. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. No, it's not. Hold on, time out. It's not this. No, no, no. no. It's a lifestyle change. Are you on a diet right now? No. Good. Don't be on a diet. I don't know. Negative self-talk. Also not good. So okay. these are things for you to think about. What am I telling myself on a regular basis? If we're sitting there all the time telling ourselves, I hate my job, I'm so fat, I'm so stupid, I'm too skinny, I'm not strong enough. And I'm not trying to get too like rah-rah cheerleady over uh -huh. here, right? The, 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 you, everybody heard of that book, The Secret? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah whatever. It's nonsense. But they have a good idea of, well, you know, if you, because it's like you think it into existence. Everyone sitting in here would be in freaking Bora Bora right now doing God knows what because they wished $2 billion into existence. It doesn't work that way, right? But what it does work is we set up a certain idea of who we are in our mind. So if we keep telling ourselves, you know, I'm whatever, I am are two powerful words. I am going to lose weight. Okay, good. And that's no, great, but there's got to be action right. behind it. But should our goal then be, based on your information here, it's to focus on the calorie intake? Overall calories, Overall. yeah. Yeah, and that's, I'm going to give you some information you too. Video, you know. Correct. And there are and people who will... Everybody has a different theory. Of yeah, and also depends what they're selling. Right. Well, right? And I've been there before. I worked for a company that went the network marketing route, like MLMs, like Herbalife and that stuff. It just, it wasn't uh, Herbalife. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, I'm more, I guess, almost forced in a way to push those products and, and whatever. So of course, somebody that's doing that, ask them, what are you selling? The girl on Instagram with the nice butt and the no waist or whatever, or the guy with the big chest and arms and all that, more than likely, they're selling something. Mm -hmm. Which, nothing wrong, because right. whatever, they're finding a way to make their money. But always ask yourself that. So yes, it comes back to overall calories. That's the most important thing, first and foremost. Now, if you want to, and you could write this down, you can calculate it on your phone. If you want to figure out how many, because what I'll typically do for people is I'll calculate how many grams of protein they should be consuming. Because after overall calories, I want to make sure that you're getting adequate protein. Which and then, is what we're getting here, right? Per yeah. Meal? Yeah. So you'll see like a, a breakdown on there. Um, I've never actually played around on that app. So I don't know. I'm yeah, assuming that... It's telling me what, how many grams of protein I should have for breakfast. Okay. And that's what also, I'm like, okay. It it a third of an egg. Like for your entire day, yeah. you should have this much protein. Right, but... And then it'll break it down for you. So then really quick, just so you all can have a good idea of how much protein you should be having in a day, write this down if you want to. Your, whatever your weight is in pounds, divide it by 2.2. Your weight in pounds, divide it by 2.2. Is what your grams of protein a day consume. Let me know when everybody has done that or finished writing it down. However much you weigh divided by 2.2. And then is it just Everybody did it already? Yeah. Because that's not the end of it. Mm -hmm. That's how much you weigh in kilograms. Uh-huh. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, I want you to multiply one whatever your weight is in kilograms by 1.6. So it's weight divided by 2.2? Correct. Weight in pounds divided by 2.2 to convert it into kilograms. Now, those kilograms, you're going to multiply it by 1.6. Okay. So essentially, you're eating 1.6 grams of protein for every pound, for every uh, kilogram. 1.6 grams per kilogram. So whatever your number is, that's how much protein you should be consuming in a day. In a day. No, of protein. Yeah. Of protein. So Eric, that's at a minimum. Sorry, just to hop in. The, as, I don't know how familiar you are, RP is going to ask you to eat a lot more than that. To eat much more. So. Yeah. 
the problem with that is, and nothing against RP or I think RP has a great program, is that how realistic is it for everybody? Yeah, and I like I personally don't have you know I just email, so like, yeah. just, I've seen a couple other people's plans. So if you if you see something different, I guess make a choice on, on what you want to follow. Sure. Um, but you'd still be shocked if that number is a little higher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So 1.6 grams per kilogram is an ideal <laughs> amount because then that way you're getting a good amount of protein, but you're still able to have some carb, have some fat, which ideally you would be having all of that. Okay, cool. Everybody got that? Yeah. I just want to make sure I give you guys some actual applicable information over here. Um, can anybody tell me why diets don't work? Make it into a lifestyle, it's temporary, right? Yeah. It's temporary. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Don't go on a diet. Change your diet. Mm -hmm. All diet means is the way that you eat. It's like your habit of eating. Right. Just change that. So whenever somebody asks me what's the best diet, I tell them adherence. Whatever you can do until the day you die. Ideally, some people might get into 85 and say, you know what? I want to do drugs and go to Vegas and party. And cool, man, at 85, that's what you want to do. By all means, bro, it's all you. But realistically speaking, if we want to be as well as we can for as long as we can, then you should find something that works well for you in the long run. That focuses on not over-consuming consistently because, again, the poison in the dosage. We tend to do too much of everything. You'll get adequate protein. The protein, that's a, a very simple tool. Right, I might come off as a protein pusher because I am. If you focus on protein throughout the day, that makes it easier to help with your weight loss or weight maintenance journey. Finding sources of protein that you can snack on. Greek yogurt, a protein shake, like you mentioned earlier, right? Every now and then a protein bar if you're ever like in a pinch. Or even protein and vegetables, because vegetables are never a bad idea. Most of us, especially us guys, don't eat enough vegetables. So have carrots and hummus as a snack. Not very high in protein, but it's okay. It'll be filling. No, but the sugar in the carrots. No, if anybody tells you that, um, be quiet. Eat your carrots. Right? So adherence. Whatever you can continue doing. Don't be like my friend. Lost 120. Fortunately, he hasn't gained it all back yet. But he was on the rebound. Again, don't be like the after-after. You want your after-after picture? to be maybe better than your after picture, right? Did I lose anybody with my after after talk? No, good. No, I think here we all know that the after after party is <laughs> always <laughs> better than always the after better. party. <laughs> <laughs> That's our world. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, you're right. Um, so now does anybody have any questions about any of that? No? Because I'm gonna start getting into the questions that were asked beforehand. Um, somebody asked what foods help me lose weight. Ideally, the ones that help you stay full, feeling longer, and aren't very high in calories. So in a nutshell, protein and vegetables. If you're hoping for a sexier answer, you're not gonna get it. Uh, coffee could also help suppress appetite a little bit. So you drink your coffee, just don't throw a bunch of stuff in the coffee like we tend to, the sugar, the cream. Uh, I know what protein and carbs are. 
but is fat that big of a deal? So, not really. Now, when we equate for overall caloric intake. So, fat is important. Protein is important. Carbs are important. So, answering that question, but is fat that big of a deal? Not really. Especially with the ketogenic diet. Who's heard of that? Keto. Everyone is doing keto. and Everybody's I get people doing keto in this office. And not me. Now guess what? Guess what happens with keto? It's not. Why? Why do you have to? Well, you're doing it too. Recariño, recariño. I love it. You know what? No more avocado. No more avocado. Oh, that's it. Shame done. I'm gonna keep my almond flour bread. And you know what's funny about avocado? Avocado has a decent amount of carbs in it. It's got a good amount of fiber. It's not bad, right? But the ketogenic diet, who can actually follow the ketogenic diet for the rest of their life? Anybody? Do it for a week. In theory, you think it sounds great, but you don't want to be a part of the bacon and butter crowd because now you're putting butter in your coffee and butter on your toast that you're not really having, so probably on your vegetables, on top of your eggs with the yolk, and then on the bacon, and then the bacon and the butter all together and then all the red meat and all these things, which none of that is bad for you, but the poison is in the dosage. So that's why when you go and do your blood work after getting on keto, you're gonna see that your LDL cholesterol, the bad one, jumped up. Is that always bad? Not really. We still have to eat saturated fat, which we find in animal meats. And you find it in like in coconut as well. It's not bad for us, we need it. We need it for hormone production and proper hormone function. But too much of anything is not gonna be good. Going back to my Advil story, right? So ideally, you wouldn't look at a certain nutrition pattern for a quick fix. But most of us are always looking for the quick fix. Why? Because instant gratification. When do we want the six pack? Yesterday, right? Let's put in the work. What type of carbs should I be eating? For this one, ideally, you would focus on having less of the processed sugars, uh, less of the frosted flakes, and maybe more of the one slice of whole wheat bread. Or using like, a, you know the English muffins, like the Thomas English muffins or whatever brand it is. Uh, they make one that's called high fiber. It's not called high fiber. It says high fiber on the on the label, and going with that, it's like 100 calories in an English muffin, and you're getting like 10 grams of fiber. So if you like English muffins, you just have that. You know, go the fiber route. Why not? You don't have to cut out bread. Mm, and of course, as far as what type of carbs should I be eating? Vegetables. When in doubt, protein and vegetables. Oh my God, I'm freaking out. I'm gonna go to a restaurant. Chill. Don't freak out. It's okay, it's gonna be just fine. Food shouldn't be that stressful, right? So that's why tracking your macronutrients on the app and weighing food on a scale, that's not something that you're gonna do for the rest of your life. Use this as a learning opportunity, it's educational. It's like training wheels for your diet. That's why tracking, okay, this is what three ounces looks like, great. You know what, it looks like the size of my palm, excellent. I probably don't have to track that anymore. 
because now I can gauge it with my eye. Now, if you want to be precise and you're super type A, then by all means, go ahead. But I just don't want you to stress yourself out when you're 65 years old and give you a heart attack because you're eating too much or something, right? The idea is to learn. We want to learn portions. That's where weighing your food, that's where tracking your macronutrients helps out. It's training wheels. Eventually, you want to stop doing it because who on earth wants to track what they're eating all the time? Unless you absolutely love looking at that data. You're gonna weigh yourself every day, take your blood pressure, you're geeking out on your body. Check my blood sugar levels, let me track this, let me see that. If you're a data nerd, then cool. Awesome, more power to you because you're enjoying that. Whatever gets you to enjoy the process, even better. But use it as a learning opportunity because you're not gonna track forever. But you can make yourself learn something new. The whole you can't teach an old dog new tricks, that's not, that's not true. What do I need to eat in order to maintain or build muscle? Building muscle requires lifting weights um, and focusing on getting adequate protein. If you want to maintain muscle, I will say the same thing. Make sure you're getting adequate protein and keep on lifting weights some form of resistance training. If you're not lifting weights in here, you should get to it because muscle goes away as we continue to age. And then what happens? Our posture starts going away. We start putting on body fat a little bit easier. Energy levels go down. Blood pressure goes up. Blood sugar goes up. Cholesterol goes up. Everybody thinks as you get older, you're supposed to get diabetes. In no way, shape, or form is that accurate at all. You're not supposed to get any illness or disease. Doesn't work that way, right? So if you're not lifting weights, start getting into it. You're gonna feel better. Make sure you do it right, but do it. Even if you start with squats and push-ups at home, do push-ups on a table like this, I don't care. Do squats on a chair here, I don't have time? Okay, you're sitting in front of your computer all day. You can do this 20 times, right? We're full of excuses, but we're only as strong as our weakest excuse. So what are we gonna tell ourselves? So I hope I answered that question with, I tend to go on rants. Uh, yeah, lift weights and focus on your protein. If I am really dying to have a snack, what can I have? Going back to my protein throughout the day tip, that helps you stabilize your sugar levels and it helps you control your appetite as well. So if you find a protein shake that you like, cool, bring it. Drink it up, have that as a snack. Have Greek yogurt as a snack. Have four strawberries as a snack. Have a serving of almonds or mixed nuts. Don't just eat out of the container because then you're getting a bunch. A handful of mixed nuts can easily turn into 500 calories because you grab one handful, you're eating it, you're in front of the computer. Next thing you know, you know, Eric, I can't lose weight. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, really think about what you're doing. Don't be a zombie. We're just like, uh, yeah, keep on eating whatever is in front of me without even thinking about it. Don't be a zombie. Be aware of what you're doing. Right? But those are good snacks. Almonds, cashews, peanuts, pistachios, 
Maybe get a small serving and put that in some Greek yogurt. Eat some carrots with hummus, like I said earlier. Or cucumber with hummus. Or a little bit of hummus by itself. Or some soup. It doesn't have to be a whole meal, just have a small soup, a lentil soup as a snack. Great. Why is eating only one or two meals a day a bad thing? It's not a bad thing. If we're, look, if we're just being black and white about fat loss, fat storage, weight maintenance, eating one or two meals, according to the science, is not bad, as long as calories are equated for. So again, I'm going back to the calories. And yes, you're gonna hear people say, no, you can't eat carbs after a certain time, or you can't do this. Believe me, please. Like, that's all I ask people to do, because you're gonna have doctors that go out and say things, and they're very pro-keto, and you're gonna have this other person that again is trying to sell something, and what are they trying to sell? I'm just trying to educate, and I'm telling you what the science shows. You don't have to do anything crazy. Just make sure you're not over-consuming food consistently. If you're not losing weight, you're probably not in a caloric deficit, so keep that in mind. Where are the calories coming from? That's where tracking helps you notice. Oh, dang, you know what? I never noticed. I got five handfuls of mixed nuts. That's probably close to 1,000 calories in just mixed nuts. I don't eat at all during the day, but I eat this little thing over here. They bring the pastelitos at work, or the croqueta, and this, and that, and whatever. Cool, great. Miami lifestyle. But calories are coming from somewhere. So eating one or two meals a day, is it optimal for maintaining muscle mass? Not really, because ideally you would get a little bit of protein all throughout the day. But if it works for you, go ahead and do intermittent fasting. Don't eat anything until one o'clock in the afternoon. So between one and seven or eight at night, you get all of your 1600 calories or however many calories you should be, you should be eating. Um, why is everybody doing that now? Well, intermittent I mean, fasting? Yeah, but a lot of people are doing fasting. Yeah, yeah, it's popular. And somebody gets results, tells their friend, and it spreads like wildfire. But is that, isn't that bad for like your blood sugar levels? If you have hypoglycemia, which is low sugar, then yeah. But other than that, not really. Now, it might not be optimal, but... If it helps somebody lose weight, then I'm not gonna I, never force feed yourself. That's one thing that's super important. The goal in the end is to do something called intuitive eating, which is what babies do. What do they do when they're hungry? <laughs> All right, you know, put them on the chest or give them the day whatever it's called, the bottle. The idea is to do that as a grown up, but obviously, you're grown up, you're not gonna cry for food, right? <laughs> so yeah it's not necessarily a bad thing to do intermittent fasting but people will most definitely swear by it because it works for them but just because something works for me doesn't mean that it's going to work for you and you know what maybe it does cool and we found something that works for both of us together they say misery loves company so does happiness so does is that like okay so understanding like the daily calorie intake for you like mm -hmm. some people can burn more depending on their you know um, their lifestyle whether they're exercise or they're more sedentary so yeah. 
1200 calories for me a day might not work for somebody else. So how do you determine that? You just kind of work through it and see what works, what's making you lose the weight. And Correct, then kind of yeah. Gauge. So calorie in counting is like more of a key thing here than the macro. Because I'll be honest with you, I don't know about my team, but going through the app and, you know, the calorie counting to me makes a little bit more sense. Sure. As far as this can, I can't do this for a long time rather than figuring out 20 grams of egg you know, in the morning or, you know, oh my gosh, did I eat my 20 grams of fat with my mm -hmm. five and, you know, the macro, which I am not familiar with at all. Yeah, but it's a learning process. Right. Calorie right. counting, mm -hmm. macros is calorie counting. It is. Except with the macros, you're just learning, well, what has Well, I protein. identify an egg is, you know, 20 grams of whether it's not 80 calories or whatever an egg is, it's, you know, 20 grams of protein or whatever. You start seeing the egg in a different yeah form but in the meantime while we do learn this so a good way to kind of get get a kickstart on this would be the calorie yeah that well that's that is king so right. to speak to make sure that we're in a caloric deficit okay. to make sure that I'm consistently not over consuming and how do we do that with calories so plain and simple if you should be eating let's say you burn 2,000 calories in a day and how do we determine that though? That's what I'm saying. Well, like there are different There are different calculations for that. So there's like an S Well, and that that's one way of helping you see. It might overestimate, but it's still it's today? still data. So if you burn two thousand calories in a day, um, and you're trying to lose weight, I would tell you cut back on a few hundred calories. So if you know for a fact, okay, I burned two thousand, this is what it looks like to eat two thousand. Let me try eating, I don't know, 1,700. Cut back by a few hundred calories and see how you perform there. How you feel. Are you going to be hungry? Probably because you're eating less than what you're used to. But you get used to it. You drink your water. You focus on more protein. You focus mm -hmm. on more fiber. Again, veggies and protein. Right. You focus on that a little bit more. Enjoy your little bit of rice. But most of us eat a portion of rice like this. Do this cut it in half that's another very easy strategy to help with weight loss whatever the heck you're doing cut it in cut half. half so eating one or two meals is not necessarily a bad thing um, but this isn't sexy the whole trial and error thing is not attractive it's not like I don't know anybody famous but Beyonce comes out and like you see her little ways and her big old butt and she's 40 something years old, I don't know. And this is what I did. I ate air for 10 days. <laughs> cool, excellent. So now everybody's gonna go ahead and do it because Beyonce said it and whatever. It's sexier. Curly haired Eric over here, from friggin' Palitroque here standing in front of you guys, telling you, yeah, you know what? This is the way that it is. It's calories overall. How do all diets work? They cause you to go into a caloric deficit. Some more extreme than others. It's probably not healthy to eat 500 calories a day, but bet your butt it's gonna help you with weight loss. But the quick weight loss is sexy, attractive. Part of a billion dollar weight loss industry. How do I stop snacking late at night? This kind of goes back to 
the idea of eating every few hours or so and focusing a little bit more on protein and fiber to help control your appetite. Um, sometimes we don't drink enough water throughout the day. Uh, oftentimes it's not getting enough protein or fiber to help us stay feeling full. Um, other times we're not getting enough sleep. And if you have sleep deprivation for X number of days, for like three days going onward, excuse me, uh, that can affect hormones, your hunger and satiety hormones. So you just sat down and you had a nice lunch and you know that it takes your body 15, 20 minutes to realize that you're full. So eating slower is a little bit better, that connection from here to say, hey, stop eating. It takes a little bit of time. So speeding through it doesn't help. Unless you're gonna speed through it and not eat anything else, just get away and then it's gonna hit you later. Oh, dang, I'm full, right? But we tend to be in a rush. We're always like on the go, on the go. We think we always have to be doing something, right? Another one of my theories is that we live in a society that glorifies being busy. Oh, how you doing? Oh man, I'm busy. Oh good, busy's good. Not really, right? Depression rates are freaking crazy. People are killing themselves left and right. We're on the go. Ideally, we'd stop, chill, relax. Life's not an emergency, unless you're bleeding out of your arm. Besides that, life's not really an emergency. So, coming back to getting better sleep, make sure you're getting seven to nine hours, ideally. Or maybe you're one of the people that six hours is perfectly fine, but your energy levels are excellent, right? You can work out, no problem. I don't get cravings. I'm not hungry at nighttime, cool. Then keep doing your six hours, excellent. And then you know what? If you just have to eat something at nighttime, think about portion control. Because eating at night doesn't make you store fat. We are under the impression that eating at night because we're not gonna do anything after we eat, we're gonna store fat. That's not accurate. Going back to overall calories, if you should be eating 1700 because you were at 2000, and then we say, hey, let's try 1700, and I am tracking on the app and whatever, and you know what, I'm only at 1450. That leaves me 250 calories to mess around with. So maybe you have a little something. A protein shake, again, I hate to sound like a broken record, but at nighttime, it's always a quick, they tend to be sweet drink. Cool. Drink one up. Have a little yogurt. Make yourself some eggs at nighttime, whatever. Sometimes, yeah, it's perfectly fine to have a cereal. <laughs> Five Oreos is going to put you close to, what is it, the 300 calorie that's, mark? That's, that makes it 250. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I don't know if you want just sugar, but every now and then, hey, why not? It's okay. It's all about balance. Correct. Ideally, coming back to protein, fiber, something else. I don't want to get too sciencey on it, but there's something called the thermic effect of food. When you eat, your body has to process the food. That process of breaking it down and absorbing it, it burns calories. Her moving her pen around like that, she's burning calories. Get it, girl. There it is. <laughs> gonna do it the whole thing. Yeah, do, do it. People who fidget, they tend to burn more calories because we're moving our legs, we're doing this, we're doing that. We're burning more calories, right? In order to break down food and absorb it, our body burns calories. Some foods, burn more than others, right? So now when people say you have to eat every three hours, that's not true. It's not gonna accelerate your metabolism, right? Your metabolism works on this 24-ish hour clock 
and that's it you go from there but if we think about well certain foods that I'm eating maybe burn more calories and yeah that's true negative calories are not true somebody tells you eat celery because it costs your body more energy to burn it than what it gives you false completely false not real but fiber and protein they have a thermic effect of food of about 30% which means if it costs if it costs if it's 100 calories you you're going to burn maybe 30 calories breaking it down and whatever but you still get in those 70 and then with carbs that aren't fiber it's a little bit less i forget the number maybe around 8 or 10 and then fat is much lower fat is like 3 or something 3% what was that called again thermic effect of food so basically the energy that you spend in digesting and absorbing uh, absorbing nutrients. So black beans at night, good. Yeah, <laughs> assuming that it's not like a crazy amount. I have a lot yeah, yeah. time for Yeah, yeah. Oh. Eliminate the rice. Yeah, oh, by eliminating the rice, you're cutting out on or calories. Cut it in half. Exactly, but that's why low carb works. It's not the carbs. Right? If you go if you go from eating, let's just say one gram of carbohydrate is four calories. So let's say you're eating, I don't know, three hundred grams of carbohydrates in a day, which is not impossible. What is that? Twelve hundred calories if my math is correct. Right? Because three hundred times four. Okay, I'm gonna go on this low carb diet. It worked for me before. And if you're someone that hopefully it still works for you today. If you haven't gone too much of the yo-yoing, then great, you're probably gonna lose weight. And I say the yo-yoing because there's a little bit of metabolic adjustment that happens as we lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight. That's why the after-after is usually worse than the before. And then it's slower or harder to lose the weight. And then you gain it with a vengeance, right? Metabolic adaptation. So there is a... There's like an, an adaptation that happens, yeah. Generally speaking, somebody who weighs more is gonna burn more calories. It's just physics more mass but then if you're working out and doing certain things I had a guy lose oh man he was he went from 213 to like 199 just his body fat percentage went from like 27 to 17 from like November to now ish and nothing crazy he still has his days when he goes out and drinks and whatever but he knows for the most part he's in the gym he's lifting his weights he's doing his thing he's not eating ridiculously and yeah, and he's, he's okay with it. So then coming back to the carbs, if I cut out from the 300 grams of carbohydrates that I eat, and now I, I start having 100 grams of carbohydrates, that's 200 grams that I cut out. 200 times four, 800, right? If my math is right. 800 calories that you cut out. That's pretty significant. 800 calories is a lot. Notice that from the 2000 to 1700, that's 300 calories. So that's gonna be fast. And as you cut out carbs, you also get rid of some water because we have glycogen stores in our liver and our muscles, which is basically stored sugar in our liver and our muscles. So when you take out the carbs, your body kind of like drains it out a little bit, especially if you're like exercising and those things. And then guess what happens when you reintroduce carbs? Your body says, oh, cool, let me store some glycogen, which is not a bad thing. You can go from very low carb to eating carbs like normal again, and your weight will go up. Did you store fat? No, it's just your body repleting its glycogen stores. So the stored sugar that goes in your muscles and into your liver, 
your body's just kind of like saying, okay, cool, thanks for reintroducing this. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, for every one gram of carbohydrate, you pull three grams of water into your glycogen stores. So of course, you're gonna go from 150 to 162 overnight because you went on a ridiculously low carb diet and now you reintroduce them. Yes? Why wouldn't you drink, like, if you have too much protein, like if you say protein shakes are good for you and stuff, yeah. you one if you're hungry, yeah. why wouldn't you just go over your protein? Uh, from a, a caloric standpoint, the initial thought is to say that you'll store fat. But there was a study that recently came out out of here, out of Nova, um, by Dr. Jose Antonio. It was a, a protein overfeeding study, and nothing happened, which is interesting because it makes us think like, what yeah, what really happened? No, uh, we told you that was wrong. <laughs> well, to to an extent, <laughs> to to an extent, you will pee it out to an extent because there are certain byproducts when you break out. When you break down the the protein, there are certain like amine groups. I'm not, I don't want to get too, you know, chemistry no, 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 I, oriented now. We had an argument earlier. That's what I heard from. I don't know where. But in a in a way, you're not wrong. But at the same time, your body also. Bandcamp, but you're also wrong. Yeah, so you 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 will pee some of it out, right? As far as what the byproducts of it, but overall, your body will, because people will say you shouldn't have more than 20 grams of protein in a meal which is inaccurate. Your body's gonna use all of that protein, eventually. right? Eventually. However, if you're in a caloric surplus, meaning you're eating too damn much, you are more likely to store the excess as fat. As fat. But Dr. Antonio's study makes me think, like what really happens? But these are also people that work out regularly, so maybe they weren't in a caloric surplus. That's what the, the calories in, calories out leads us to, to believe. But we also don't have a definition of what too much protein is. If you're not in like kidney failure, obviously that's another story. I think that was all of the questions. I have questions. Yeah. When you build muscles and you create muscles in your body, like and when you like the muscle itself burns calories, right? Yes, but not a lot. I wouldn't rely on that as like a. I would say yeah, like I'm super muscular, so I'm not gonna work out. We have to stay consistent with the working out. It's not a lot of uh, extra caloric burn. It's like, and there was a study on this, it was maybe like a, a cherry tomato or something like that, something ridiculous that you burn. So like, I don't know, 40 calories more, which really isn't much. Same thing with the, the afterburn of exercise. A lot of people use exercise as an excuse to go and eat whatever they want. But that afterburn of really high intense exercise is not a crazy amount of calories that you're burning afterwards. For the next 24 to 36 hours after doing like really high intensity training. Now, we should still do that kind of training, but don't let it take you overboard. I think the studies only, or the subjects only burn somewhere along the lines of 150 to 200 extra calories over that day to day and a half period which i mean hey it's something we'll take what we can get but it's not like i worked out really hard today i deserve the pizza you don't don't treat yourself with food right that's something else to break as far as a psychological thing i deserve this pizza no now you're talking like if a, a dog just pooped outside <laughs>
You give it a treat. Hey, good boy, good girl. You know, we went for a walk and did your thing. Here, get your treat. Humans, no, you just save up money and take a trip or something somewhere. I don't know. But don't do it with food. So, yeah, building muscle is important. It's beneficial, especially for aging. But we don't really burn a crazy amount of calories per pound or gram of muscle. Hey, Eric, I have a question sure. about uh, water, yep. right? So you kind of talked about you know, not properly hydrating and maybe that leads to you know, snacking or eating late at night. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about like the importance of water and all of it? Sure. Uh, first and foremost, kidney function. Mm -hmm. Overall kidney function, mm -hmm. someone could be dehydrated and it could start impacting their overall kidney function. Dehydrated meaning not like you're an athlete doing a triathlon, but over time you're not consuming enough water and your kidneys start being affected. Some people might not drink enough water and it could affect their blood pressure. And how many people are taking atenolol and lodipine for their blood pressure, you know? Um, so oftentimes we confuse hunger with thirst. So we might have just not drank enough water, but we're like, oh, you know, let me eat something, I gotta eat something. And then I start craving this and that, but it really just didn't drink enough water. Uh, but definitely supporting the kidneys. And, and if you take the advice that I gave today and talking about protein and having a little bit more protein and all that, you want to support your kidneys to get rid of the byproducts of the different proteins that we consume by drinking more water. Um, but that's pretty much it. And ideally, a general rule of thumb is to drink half of your weight in ounces. So if you weigh 300 pounds, drink 150 ounces. Or if you weigh 200 pounds, drink 100 ounces. As a general rule of thumb, obviously everyone is different. Everyone's activity level is different, but ideally it would be that. At a minimum, two and a half liters, 10 cups, at a minimum for everybody. Is that wrong? <clears throat> you like more than <laughs> I think good on my one. <laughs> so you should probably drink like three of those in you a day. Yeah. <laughs> but that's often something that we forget. Water consumption. Okay, yeah. How about sparkling water? As long as it has like no sodium, is it okay? Does it count or Yeah. No? Well, yeah, sodium is one thing that we probably get a little too much of. Well, there's a lot that have zero. Like I drink yeah. one with zero, but is it still doing the same function as regular water? It's as long as it's, it's zero, okay zero, to have. Yes. Enough? It's okay to have. Uh, ideally it wouldn't be one that has sugar, so it wouldn't be yeah. like Regular Coke, this is where the Diet Coke is better. Is it chemicals and all that stuff? Yes, but from a caloric standpoint, it doesn't have calories. Um, so sparkling water is okay, but I would try to get a mix of regular. regular water and some carbonated water. It's not necessarily bad for you, that we've seen. What about the ice water? It has like the different flavors, mm -hmm. and it says zero, zero, zero for everything? Yeah, same thing. Yeah. I would just try to get yourself used to drinking regular water, because then what happens when you go to Vietnam and they don't have that ice water. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I was just in Vietnam and that's an amazing experience. I highly recommend going. Coconut water. Coconut water, there's a lot of hype behind it and there's calories there too. So if you're really looking to mind your calories, I would probably stay away from it. Just water. Yeah. Now, it's not going to be bad, right? Because again, the poison's in the dosage. Having maybe half of a serving is okay. But someone goes out for, let's say Stacy teaches a boot camp class or something, and oh my God, I'm wiped out. 
I got to drink this, and then you know what? I deserve that cheeseburger from this place over there and whatever. And it's like, I'm sorry? With the Oreo shake. Yes. If you don't like Oreo shakes, you got a problem, right? Um, but, but yeah, so we, we tend to just kind of overdo things. But coconut water, I, I wouldn't recommend as a regular. It's like Gatorade. Gatorade, I wouldn't recommend just sitting there sipping on it. It turned from an athletic fuel beverage to the 10-year-old kid yeah. drinking his juice, playing the video game, and does absolutely nothing else all day. When I was, I was the sport nutritionist for the FIU football team, and these guys would just walk around with drinking Gatorade. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, man? You know? Except for the weight gain guys. I was trying to get them to eat whatever. Question. Yep. I'm not sure if this is a good but I do treat myself to a glass of wine. Okay. What is the situation with alcohol? One seven, glass of wine is suggested uh, a day. One glass of wine for women, two glasses. Yes, but is it going to make you go that much over your caloric allotment, right? Am I? Am I? I'm sorry. If it fits, if it if it fits your macros, as they say, then then yeah. So like, let's say if you're one glass of wine, which is going to be about 120-ish calories, um, fits your your numbers. Then cool, enjoy it. She's gonna make it If you want to, if you want to, by all means. But you're going to have to basically fast for the entire freaking day, and then whatever five times 120 is, then save your calories for that. I don't know if you'll make the fifth glass, but from as far as an overall health standpoint red is supposed to have certain properties but some people take that to the extreme and say well i gotta get my resveratrol and no you really got to drink a crap load of it to get the, the benefits so yeah so yeah well i would just say take a look at the calories and make your choice from there whichever one you prefer and but now going to the weekend topic most people throw their good behavior way out the window yeah. on the weekends. And some people's weekends start on Wednesday night. <laughs> so you behaved, quote unquote. Remember, it's not about I behaved or this or I was good, I was bad. You know, this food is bad, this food is good. This is, it's a lifestyle, right? You're not a five-year-old kid. You're not a dog to get treats and whatnot. It's, it's consistency. Now, it's okay to take one meal and say, all right, you know what? I'm going to have four slices of pizza. But also during the day, make sure you don't overdo it, right? And exercise as well. Did I answer your question? And then I think somebody else. Anybody else have a question? Yes. Yes. Most of the people in here smoke. Is that a problem? Smoke marijuana or smoke cigarettes? Does it matter? It does because the marijuana will stimulate your appetite more than likely. Um, the cigarettes... That's sometimes I think people just need to chill. Like, take a deep breath. When you smoke a cigarette, what do you do? <sighs> how many people actually like? I don't want to sound like a freaking yogi, but how many people like meditate? It's yeah, but you got to do it. What else is hard to learn how to do? Drive in Miami, but you did it. <laughs> right? Bless you. Thank you. It's it's work. But what are you willing to work on? That's why 
We're only as strong as our weakest excuse. You can say whatever the heck you want. Some people just don't want it bad enough. For them, enjoying the drinks at happy hour or the not taking care of themselves is fine. The Yeah, doc, give me the Crestor for my cholesterol. Give me the metformin for my sugar. That's fine. Unfortunately, that will escalate, and I don't want to sound like a freaking downer here, but that will escalate into some people, well, guess what? Your hemoglobin A1C, which is your blood sugar over the last three months, is at 12.2. We got to put you on insulin. Oh, okay, well, whatever. Oh, dang, how long have you had that cut on your foot? What cut? Oh, guess what? It got infected. We got to cut your foot off. I mean, that escalated rather quickly, but that's... <laughs> that's the, but that's the progression. That's the progression. No, yes, yes, Oreos, just in small amounts, right? Just in small amounts. I just want you all to think, like, this isn't just for a transformation challenge. This is like, this is, it's a lifestyle. It really is. And you can still, that's why tracking your, what you're eating is beneficial. Because you can still lose weight. Who has Instagram here? Okay, can you all go to your phones really quick and go into your Instagram? And on your Instagram, go into the, the, search, uh, the search tab and go and put, put my name, E-R-I-K. B-U-S-T-I-L-L-O, Eric Bustillo. It's like a shadow photo of me like trying to flex my little muscles. Uh, I think so, yeah. Eric Bustillo and a bunch of letters after my name to try to make me look smart. Yeah. So if you look at... Does it look like Tarzan a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was actually Tarzan that year for Halloween. I was also Jesus Christ a couple of times, so forgive me. Um, so if you look down at the like around the sixth ish row in the middle column there's a picture of a guy and it's like a before and after picture so he was he was 39 when it happened he which was three weeks before his 40th birthday he had a heart attack that heart attack woke him up and he said you know what I'm gonna make these changes so that picture is probably from the before picture, might have been, I don't know, October, November-ish. And then the other one was more recent, maybe like April, around there. And he hasn't lost a crazy amount of weight, somewhere between 20 and 30 pounds or so. But he had seen a dietitian before. It was just like something for work or whatever. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you know, no big deal. Cool, no big deal. Then guess what? Had a heart attack. Within 30 minutes, he was in the cath lab, put a thing in his arm, whatever, on a bunch of medication, and had an epiphany. He was like, what the heck am I doing with my life? And now, thankfully, it's only been a few months, right? But he's, he understands that there's balance. He's eating much less than he used to. He's not drinking his Gatorades and his Cokes left and right like he used to. He's made a lifestyle change. And he feels absolutely amazing. His blood work came back, absolutely amazing. He's on medication, don't get me wrong, but the results that he's gotten in the blood work doesn't happen with just medication. The way that he's feeling, for sure doesn't happen with medication. I know people that are on medication and feel terrible. He's on medication and he is functional. He's happy to be able to ride his stationary bike while watching the TV at home for 50 minutes, five zero minutes. Cool, I told him to start with 10. He took it upon himself. But he had a strong why. 
Also, go ahead and follow me if you want on Instagram. Give me some love. <laughs> um, but think about it. He had a strong enough reason to listen to my crazy ass with the stuff that I was saying. He was scared. Obviously, he doesn't want it to happen again. And he's like, I wish I would have done this stuff when I was 18, 20. No one knows what the heck they're doing when they're 18, 20, 25, whatever. Some people were 55 and stuff and not yet having been, right? But this guy, the heart attack lit a uh, switch and he was like, all right, I gotta make a change. So I hope that motivates you in some way, shape, or form to look for something permanent to do because it's not just a short-term thing. It really isn't. Be more active, move more, eat foods that you enjoy within reason, drink your water, and that's it. And work on yourself up here. Be happy. Be happy, yeah. And be nice to people. We have too many mean people in the world. Right? The only thing we could do with too much of is love. Besides that, too much of anything is going to be bad, including water. But love, we all need it, right? Yep. Anyway, more questions? Thank you, yes. Love is all we need. So no, no more questions about anything at all? No? Cool, well, thanks for lending me your ears. I appreciate you, y'all. Yeah. And good luck. Good luck with your, uh, with your challenges. I hope you really make it a lifestyle.